of the Survival Podcast as it is Wednesday. It is interview day. I'm going to bring Andy McCann on in just a moment. We're going to talk about giving freedom and self-sufficiency a shot. Andy's like a normal guy. been listening to the show for a long time. He's tried a lot of the stuff that we talk about. Some of it's worked for him. Some of it hasn't. That's what you would expect. And I think that there's kind of a hang-up in the audience where people are afraid to give things a shot because it might not work. That's the whole point. That's why we talk about such diverse, different steps. And you figure out what parts of lifestyle design work for you in your life. You'll hear today for, I love ducks. Andy's going to get rid of his ducks. Why? We'll tell you when we get to it. It's nothing against ducks in particular. It's just the way that it worked out. So we're going to talk about things that worked, things that didn't. But above all, just giving these things a shot, being fearless and not getting what I call parsley syndrome. For those that are new to the show, you know what parsley syndrome is? That's when you get a recipe and it says how to make chicken soup. And then you get and you look, you got, I got all the ingredients. I got the celery. I got the carrots. I got the chicken. I got some extra broth. I got some salt and pepper. And it says parsley. And then you don't make the soup because you don't have parsley. Don't do that. Give things a shot. Pick a thing. Try it. See if it works. Modify it. Make it work. Give up on it. Move to the next thing. Design your life. That's what we're talking about today. Before we do, though, let's go ahead and hear from our sponsors of the day. Sponsor today, number one today, is JM Bullion. It's the place I stack silver today. You guys know I'm huge on Bitcoin. I'm stacking sats every day. I stacked a lot of silver in my past, so I don't stack a lot going forward, but I do keep stacking it. And when I do it, I go to JM Bullion. One, because they're a loyal sponsor. They've been with me over 10 years. That's kind of crazy. A precious metal sponsor of a podcast that's been a loyal sponsor for more than a decade. That's a good reason to support them. But how about they are a company that's small enough to care about you? and big enough to give you the best price. See, I told you I should be writing the taglines for my sponsors if they would only listen to my free marketing advice. That's another great reason to go to JM Bullion. Free shipping would be another great reason. And MSB members get a discount on silver and gold. No one does that. No one, it's such a small margin uh, business. No one gets you a discount on precious metals, but I do. You can only use it once a month on purchases over 300 bucks. But hey, that's what makes that discount worth having is having a purchase big enough to make it worth doing. Uh, next up today, who do we have? I can't remember. Oh, I should have remembered. Start nine, sovereign computing. Take back your digital sovereignty with an embassy server. Check this out, guys. You want a discount? How's 9% on an embassy server? How about you don't hate money? You use the Fold card. You buy a, a gift card to buy your embassy through Fold. They get you 9% on the, on the gift card. You get 9% in sats and 9% off right off of your purchase with me total 18 percent that's the kind of stuff we stack up for you now why do you want an embassy server because you want to control your data your communications and your digital sovereignty your digital freedom run a bitcoin node run a lightning node whatever it is you want to do you will find it super super easy to do with start nine if you can install apps on your phone you can install applications on your embassy server and do all of these things including your own complete controlled end-to-end encrypted messaging between you, your family, and your friends. Check it out today at start9.com. It's so easy. Anybody can do it, even me. With that, guys, I want to bring our special guest on, Andy McCann. 
Andy, bro, welcome to the Survival Podcast. Hello. Great to be here. Glad to have you with us, Andy. Hey, man, let's start off with who the heck and what is an Andy McCann, right? Before we get into kind of how you've walked your way through a lot of different things in life and a lot of the things that we talk about doing here, you know, what is your what is your background pre TSP, pre playing with homesteading, pre Bitcoin? Like what leads you here? Yeah. So um, started off uh, kind of broken family, had to do some things on my own. So kind of used to just, you know, latchkey kid getting stuff done. Um, Fought through a little bit of dyslexia, went to uh, Georgia Tech where, you know, creating those systems as well as finding solutions was a kind of a big part of what you do there. Um, Met my wife. We both graduated and we end up in this thing called Y2K, which was supposed to uh, erase the world. Hmm. And um, so they were actually paying her to solve problems with Y2K. So we took it pretty serious and um, started doing preparing and whatnot. We did it all wrong. I mean, everything that you say to not do, we totally did. So (laughs) at 50, I can laugh at it. But I mean, back then, um, oh, the world's ending. And then 10 years later, I'm like, I'm such an idiot. And now it's just, you know, just a learning experience or whatever. But like we we ended up um, going in with some other folks to buy a wood furnace to put in somebody else's fireplace. That obviously Y2K never really happened much, so we didn't actually use it. But anyway, so prepared the wrong way and then thought, hey, this idea of preparing is actually smart, but there's got to be a better way to do it. And that's her. I don't know how I ended up on your podcast. It might have been that stubble upon that you talked about in the last episode. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Let me give it a shot. So, yeah, we're both old. So we remember things like that. Uh, that's the that's dawn of modern Internet is what that is. Yeah, I I joke about, around about uh, my my MySpace um, <laughs> portfolio or whatever, but yeah. So yeah, so we just ended up um, wanting to try things that were smarter. And actually, I know uh, the uh, you were just going over the NBC server. So one thing that I have found is just trust somebody. So I trust your advice and the people on here and said, hey, mostly it works. Let me give it a shot. So I have an embassy server sitting over on the side. And um, man, that was super easy. So like you said, any idiot can do this. That's kind of what I put my life into is, man, I feel like an idiot, but if they could do it, I can do it. Let's, let's give these things a try. You know, I'm going to say one thing about embassy, right? Unless you're really switched on with Bitcoin or we'll talk about you hiring someone to help you. Sure. Um, it would probably be best to install your embassy and do something like set up your image hosting, set up your, uh-huh. you know, do that stuff first. Cause it's, it's way easier than a lightning node. Now you could put the lightning node on the embassy like that. Yeah. Understanding like connecting it to a, a wallet that you run on your phone, balancing liquidity. I would not have a lightning node without my guy, Tom, who was just here in the chat, like helping me out. So do the easy stuff first and then soft entry and, and go from yeah. there. When we talk about and all the things we do, I mean, if, if you're afraid to do it, well, there's two ways to do it. Just <laughs> jump in, which can be disastrous, but also can have great effect or, uh, find a small step. So, you know, I know a guy who wants to get an embassy server. So great. I'll just go to his house and help him set it up. Yeah. And if it burns down or breaks his house or whatever, you're like, all right, see you later. I'm out. <laughs> you know, years ago I covered this. There was an experiment they did in India. They, uh, some real poor village or something, but they had an internet access point. So they stick a computer in a public space. Mm-hmm. No instructions. <clears throat> and everything's in English. Oh, and these rural Indian kids 
in like a week were like all over the internet. <laughs> they figured everything out, and it they they were like, well, why is this the case? Yeah, and they couldn't really figure it out from talking to the Indian kids because they're like, we just did it. So they stopped. They talked to kids in the first world, you know, over here, and said. You know, do you like the computer? What do you do? And then they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, how do you figure stuff out? We just click on stuff until it works. And when it doesn't work, we don't do that again. Right. Right. So if you get that childlike mindset to at least a degree, if we're not talking about something that can kill you or burn down your house. Right. Go for it. Right. Well, and, and that's it. And a lot of I mean, literally, the uh, embassy guys, they have videos like it's almost like they're saying, hey, Andy, I know you were going to get stuck here. This is why we wrote it. I'm like, oh, great. I just click this. Look at that. I literally just clicked the. So, yeah, so I got a um, Bitcoin note up just I, so I am a, a, a electrical engineer. So I like technology. So typically I can slide down that avenue easy. Yeah, um, it doesn't bother me too much. But um, I don't really know much about Bitcoin or the Lightning Network or Noster. But, yeah, just jump in. And I think today before I got on the show, I looked. I've already earned 43 Satoshis uh, being a routing Lightning node. So, oh, OK. I thought you were going to say you got 43 sats on, uh, just, on Noster. Yeah, no, no, not Noster yet. That yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've loaded it and I've, I guess I'm following three people, but I'm, I'm maybe like three days ahead of you. That's it. <laughs> cool. You know, I, uh, I already followed you on Noster and I will have your end pub in the show notes today. And I'm going to start okay. asking my guests for that. So it was cool to see that you had already gotten on there. So. Uh, Andy actually sent me a DM on Oster today saying, hey, I don't know how this shit works, but I'm on here now and I'm looking forward to our interview today. Let's go. Go ahead. Yeah. I asked a question for you and maybe you don't know it. Can you then post this stuff into it somewhere? And it like. So with not think of Noster like Twitter. Yep. Without expanded live video hosting, at least yet. Okay. So what you could do is you could. And what I'm already doing is the same way I do Twitter when the show's done. You can post that the show's done with the destination URL. Ah, okay. or you can so drop it drives in there. Or you can drop a YouTube link in there. And I haven't tried it yet, but I was playing around with options and shit on Iris or Snow or, or something today. And what I think you can do so that it will embed the video, because it doesn't like grab the image like Twitter does yet, at least none right. of what I'm using. I think you can grab embed code off of some video sites. Okay. And then it will display through so you, the person that's following you doesn't have to leave the app to watch it. But I I don't know yet, right? Yeah. And that's kind of – that's cool because we're going to back up to some lower tech stuff. Sure. But that's what we're kind of talking about today. Like, Just give it a shot. People think, like, Jack can do this shit because he knows all this shit. I know as much as any person in this audience about Noster from the time I did the interview with the guy last week till right now, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know anything. I'm fumbling around trying to find my ass with my own hands in the Noster <laughs> universe. That's okay. And I think what I like about this is like you're like I'm a latchkey kid. I'm like Gen X in the house, baby. We all were, right? Yeah. And that was just the way we came up. Like, and we're old now. Yeah. But I, no, we're not afraid. We're not boomers. <laughs> we're not boomers. We're not afraid to screw around with shit. Right. And tinker with it and figure out how it works. At least not yet. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. Where, so, did yeah, you, where did you get started, like, on this path? Like, when you were listening to this crazy redneck duck farmer. Yeah. And you're like, I want to do something outside of my normal wheelhouse. What was kind of, like, the first stuff that you did? So I would probably say that the, the, it took the longest, but it was still the first is I, you were talking about preparing. And you're like, listen, prepare for you to get fired. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Why wouldn't you do that? And you're like, 
prepare your finances. And I was just reading through the, um, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then, um, oh, the, Kiyosaki. Yeah, Kiyosaki and the guy that does the debt snowball. Um, and they're yeah, like, yeah, get out of debt, get out of debt. So I was like, you know what? We should try to do that. I don't know how it's going to work, but that was probably the first thing. It didn't happen immediately, but, you know, at, for a while we were a, a dinks, dual income, no children. And so that always helps life. But yeah, adding children and mortgages and all that makes it slow. But probably the next thing, and I don't know why we, I, it seemed really cool engineering-wise, but there was a time when aquaponics was big for you, and you're talking about the different uh, 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 pumps, and it was a you know bell pump, and I was like, this is mm-hmm. really cool. Let's do it. So <clears throat> we tried many times, and then uh, I realized the fragility of it. I was like, we, we I went away for a day, and the uh, uh, the timer didn't work right, and everything in the lava rocks just died because the water didn't flow. I was like, all right, well, let me try it again. So I tried three times and realized. I need routine and automation. So, and things that are not so fragile, but that was probably the first one. Um, and uh, it didn't go well, but I kept trying. Did you sort it eventually? <laughs> well, no. I, so in these things, you either lose time, you lose money, or I guess sometimes you lose friends. But so I just chalk it up to experience. I like, all right, we tried it. Didn't work. I put it in the uh, dumpster and <laughs> threw everything away or gave stuff away. But so, yeah, aquaponics was not for me. Yeah, and it's not for everybody. And and I would actually say that what I do now, and this is kind of a lesson for people, I still run some ebb and flow because it's really good for my big systems for health of the system. Right. Most of the food I grow that people would call aquaponic food is soil-grown food in a wicking bed that just happens to stay full because of a pump in an aquaponic system. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah. And that's like, and, and that's like, do you want to do that? Cause that's not for everybody either. And I think that it's really important that, and that's why I was excited about your interview. It's the regular guy doing things and figuring out what works. Right. And I, what I really don't want people to do is like, well, Jack said to do this thing and I started it and it just sucks for me. Yeah. So then, like there's this, some kind of weird committal to it that it has to work because if it doesn't work for you, Jeet Kune Do that stuff, man. Right. Like you take what is good for you and leave everything else behind because, you know, not everybody's going to do everything. I don't do everything. Like, Jack, where are your bees? They're in Austin with my buddy Toby because I gave yeah. them away three years ago, four years ago. And the reason was I like bees. Don't love them. If I'm going to put a bee suit on in August in Texas, right. I got to love you. <laughs> don't love you. Right. So, so, if somebody, so if somebody will do the bee man business, like I have yeah. a pool man, then bees will come back, right? I love that idea of the, the if bee If my man. neighbor kicks off and I can get more than five acres in an ag exemption, yeah. then I'll like the bees enough to pretend to love them. Till then, no bees. Yeah, I, I actually looked into that. So that's the other thing that I really love is there's tips in here that oh, I just didn't think of. I mean, we don't know it all. So I, I looked up to see, hey, do we get an ag exemption if we have bees? I have bees. I'm actually yeah. – I take that back. I don't have bees. They have me. Okay. And um, I let them stay with me for about <laughs> six months. And then they always say, hey, thanks for the Airbnb. We're out of here. Yeah. And I just have this thing that uh, bees are or, bees are ants with wings and yeah. ants live and do their own thing. I know I'm putting them in a box, yeah. but if I don't touch them, will they live? And the answer is actually no. I've tried five <laughs> times and spent a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know what it is about bees. Now they're still flying around somewhere, so they found uh, a roof, a tree, or something, but they're just not with me. Yeah. Oh, I have lots of bees, and I still have neighbors that are blockheaded. 
They'll like, they think they're like, man, yours. I don't know what it is about your bees, man, but they're all over my bushes all the time. I'm like, dude, I haven't had bees since 2018. You should tell I, them you're welcome. I'll charge you for their uh, work. No, they're almost complaining. Okay. Like there's too many bees. Like like bees are dangerous or oh, something. Right. Like you know, and like if we leave a soda out, man, they're all in the soda. Well, that's what bees do. It's sugar and not my bees. We do one yeah. dude's like, how do you know they're not my bees? Because I just said <laughs> five minutes ago, right? No bees since 2018. My bees predate COVID. Right. Right. I did not like the bees. I yeah. I want bees. I don't want to take care of them. And as you said, I don't think it's it doesn't work out well if you don't take care of them. No. And, right. and, and to your point, like, like being all like Georgia's not that bad. Or, I'm in Woodstock, Georgia. It's not that bad heat wise. It is pretty bad in the summer. Yeah. But the worst part is when you're bending over doing something else and your your clothing is tight on your skin. And for whatever reason, that bee decides, hey, you know what? That's the spot I'm going to hit. And <laughs> man, you just get surprised. And oh, <laughs> And then it just doesn't go away. Yeah. So not a fan of, uh, uh, well, I am a fan of bees. I just think it should be easier. Like it's an insect. Ants do okay by themselves. So that's too much work. Well, there's like 8,000 ant mounds though. So you don't know when one implodes. Oh, well, that, you don't yeah. care. Right. As you a know? kid, I used to, uh, to get rid of them. I would like scoop one, put it on the other and scoop the other and put them back and forth. Just, I don't know where they yeah. fight. So, Oh, that's a Florida thing. You're Georgia. Yeah. Florida, Georgia line, baby. We used we did that too growing up in Jacksonville. Throw the bull ants. Actually, throw the fire ants or the bull ant nest. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the fire ants try to fight, but the big bull ants just tear them oh, up. Oh, yeah. It's, See, yeah. We, this is Gen X stuff right here, man. <laughs> ant fights and, and, and latchkeys. Um, yeah, like, what's been the best and worst for you of the things that you've tried out of, like, the TSP universe? Sure. So, I think the prop right now, the worst is. Um, I thought I could fight mother nature and, um, and you can't. So we went, so last year we came into the spring with about three chickens. And, um, I I think I mentioned earlier, we had a duck that was raised by chickens. So we had a couple that we just threw together and they all stayed together anyway. So we had three left and the hawks and the coyotes had just decimated us. Um, we put cameras up so I could be alerted. I could go out there. So technology didn't work. We put a net up that didn't really, I mean, Hawks fly through the woods. You think they can't handle a net? I mean, yeah. yeah. So that's probably been the toughest. It's just Mother Nature is tough. And so last year we decided to outbreed Mother Nature. So I hatched probably 100 chickens, and I think I have 20 right now. So that kind of tells you, you know, it's just a buffet, and you have to be okay with it. Something that's weird that came out of it, though, we've got – I don't know the breeds of my chickens. They're just – whatever's out there, they, they do their thing. I get eggs, and we just make them. Any chicken that's not a heavy shade of dark gets taken out. So now I think I would say 90% of them are straight black and the rest of them are mostly dark. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, super weird. So anyway, so that was probably a, a, a big one. And then let's see, the best, I've really enjoyed the Bitcoin stuff. That's been great. It's for me pretty super easy. The NBC server has, I mean, literally any idiot can do it. And man, I'm any idiot. Um, I think the other one that really helps is when your kids get involved. So uh, my oldest, who's at Auburn, she really enjoyed the ducks. She actually wrote her college essay about being a duck farmer. I'm like, this is great. I don't sure. I didn't know that was going to happen. So anytime they're together or doing it with me, then that works out great. I think the other one, the, the one that would be the worst is if it doesn't work, just being able to get rid of it quick. So 
if the chickens don't work out, I'm just going to put everything together and just gas it up and torch it. <laughs> and it'll be gone. What's some of the worst stuff? Like that really just like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. So I think trying to like, again, going first to mother nature, trying to really like dive into that and fight her. I, I just, you can't, I mean, do you want to stay up at 2am to shoot coyotes? My wife actually at one point said, you have my permission to do whatever it takes. I'm like, really? So AR thermal scope, uh, uh, suppressor. She's like, no, but you know, just, you can't do that. So staying up at 2am, I'd rather sleep. Um, trying to convince kids to eat duck eggs. That's not, <laughs> I, you know, so I'd drop them raw in my smoothie yeah. and that works, but yeah. So others oh, tough ones. So I am not a gardener. So I tried to garden and we've got, we have a really nice setup for a garden that has now become where the chickens go for safety. And, um, I got a guy, one of the, uh, a member at my gym, he's a uh, volunteered to teach me. He's like, you can't, it's not that hard. You can do this. I'm like, I can't. So I realized trying to uh, understand gardening that like you talk about it, you'll walk around and be like, this is this, this is that. Yeah. There's two things that I just can't visually or audibly, I just can't get. Keeping beat to music, I can't do it. Even to Jack and Diane, I just can't make my hands work. <laughs> You're the whitest white boy on the planet. I, if you can, yeah, I, even at, so if we go to the you ever see church, Jameson Butthead? I know you're old enough, right? Where they're yeah. like trying and they're like. That's right. That's me. Yeah. And I can't keep beat to anything. To beat. So the other thing is I can't tell if it's a weed or if that's what it is. So, oh, it's a tomato. I don't know. Maybe it's a weed. I don't know if I planted it there. So I end up pulling things out that should have been left. Um, yeah, just <sighs> gardening. I don't know. I don't know why it doesn't make sense. I'm an engineer. It's, it's a process. It should make sense. But it's just it, it's, it's just not for me. So last year I actually said, you know what? It's still I, something I should do. I just took seeds and I said, something is better than nothing. Be free. Yeah. And I just threw them in and then covered them and some stuff grew. I'm like, look, I can garden. Yeah. Okay. And see, I think that's the thing. Like I talk a lot about gardening. It's not for everybody. You mentioned you travel quite a bit and without yeah. automation, you're going to have the issues. And that was another thing you said with the ducks. Like you have an automated chicken door. Yeah. Chickens go to bed at night. Chickens are just, they're either smarter or just more scared. Right. And I was telling you, like, it's an hour before dark, and I go in my coop, and all the birds are up in the rafters. Right. And the ducks are out having a freaking party. Like, yeah. they're like, we ain't going, like, we don't want to go yet. And you could train them. I've got mine trained. I can yell out the window. They go to bed. But if you're not there to send them, and right. then there's the other thing. You can yell, and they'll go. But if you're not there, they come right. They're like, oh, he's not yeah. here? Screw him. And yeah. they go back out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, shut the door. So yeah, so I'd say that's been a, a, a nice one. Is any automation? So the uh, I bought this probably overpriced, but whatever. I mean, let's just get it done and try it. So I bought this uh, omelet automated door. Okay. And you can buy all the bells and whistles, so it'll actually open based on the sunlight uh, if you wanted to, or based on time. Except I guess daylight savings maybe mess you up. I don't know. Um, but it also has a a light that'll go off ten minutes before the door shuts. And man, it's it's like magic. It goes off. The chickens are like. Let's go. And the ducks go out to party. And I'm like, this, yeah, that's no bueno. I don't like it. So the chickens are great. The chickens, um, I can, we'll probably do those for a while, but we're just waiting for the ducks. Uh, so I, I guess a, a negative on the automatic door, the, I mean, they don't call him Wiley e. Coyote for anything, right? Yeah. He was smart. He had a plan. So I have on video because I have the cameras out there. Okay. Um, the, uh, the coyotes waited for the doors to open. And okay. as soon as they heard the noise, 
and the ducks started to come out, man, they, they pounced and we lost, I think that day we lost 15 ducks. So I was like, yeah. Ugh. You know, there's the debate. What's the smartest dog? You know, is it a, is it a, a, a border collie or sure. no? The smartest dogs are freaking coyote. Oh man, yeah. They are wicked smart. The the one thing that works for you on that is they're also wicked smart enough to know like if you have Doggus Maximus, the Doggus Maximus will kill them. Yeah. And they real quick go, you know what? Bill went over that fence. Bill, go on. <laughs> We're out. Right. I'm not. You go over. Nah, man. You go. and you know like there's always the dumb kid. Gen X, right? You can take them, right? Yeah. And then a kid goes and gets his ass kicked. Coyotes are like, <laughs> yeah, sure. They don't like <laughs> that's cool works for you. They they learn real quick. Yeah. Doggus so, Maximus is not to be trifled with. We're, we're trying that out now. So everybody, so this is the thing. Again, try stuff. This one's a little bit more of a commitment. We went out and found a great Pyrenees, and it's you, y'all talk about him all the time. I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. So we have this puppy. He's four months old. He's bigger than my other dogs already. So he is going to be huge. And um, currently the only thing he protects us from is dry spots on the floor. So he's, uh, he's not supposed to be a house dog, but we're like, yeah. well, we got to get him used to us and whatever. And so yeah. we might have messed up already, but um, it's in process. I'm going to give yeah. it a try. I got to train him somehow. Don't eat chicken. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the, the earlier that starts, the better. Um yeah. What made you? I think we kind of talked about this, but let's talk about some of the things you gave up. We gave up gardening. Yep. Bees. Yep. Solar power. Well, so that's a check that box. So y'all had talked about it the other day, and I was like, all right, fine, I'll go back in. So I'm an electrical engineer. I feel yeah. like I should be able to do something with this. It doesn't work right. I bought it. Do you remember in the 80s when we had those massive uh, satellite dishes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then <laughs> overnight, they were like, boop, and they shrunk. Yep. And I feel like I bought the oversized one and it's in my yard tipped up as a bird bath. I'm like, I don't okay. I gotta fix this somehow. So I, I did um I called a bunch of of uh installers and they said, Hey, if it's not a new project, we don't care. I'm like, Well, thank you for being honest. And so I guess the economy's slowing down, so somebody called me back. So I'm like, All right, let's go check this thing out. So solar may be back on the menu. <laughs> Yeah, but other yeah failed businesses, and uh, I thought I wanted to go into politics. I didn't go near as far as you. I went to um, I went to a Woodstock City Council meeting, and they immediately started with Robert's Rule of Orders, and I was like, oh, that's right, I hate this. I forgot I hated this because I did some student government in college, and um, I stayed for a little bit. The only people there were whiny people, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't really want to deal with whiners. I'd rather have, and this is really why I like what you do. It's solutions. Hey, yeah, sometimes the rain, the, the world could be falling apart, but do something, take a step, do something, anything. Yeah, let's talk about some other stuff here. You quit an Olympic fencing business. <laughs> yeah. So there's a book out by Stephen Covey's kid called the speed of, or business at the speed of trust. So I went into business, uh, several of them. This one was just a funny one. Well, not funny. It's just unusual. Olympic fencing. So, you know, uh, Epe's foils and sword, uh, or uh, um, Epe's foils swords and the other one, whatever it is. And, sabers, that's it. And, um, yeah, so I trusted too much, and I let things get out of hand. Totally my fault. So I had to, you know, hey, give it a try. Didn't work out. Don't be afraid of it. The, I still have the uh, CrossFit gym. I still have rental properties. So I think – I don't know who said it, but it's 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 true. In baseball, if you're going to hit a home run, it's only worth four. But in business, if you hit a home run, I mean, it could be gigantic. 
Yeah. Right. So yeah. keep swinging. And I don't know, maybe you hit something big. Maybe you don't. And like I said, you're going to lose time or lose money. Sometimes you lose friends, too. But, you know, just keep trying. Speaking of quitting, you quit something that I think is something everybody should quit politics. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, I went to the meeting and the it's just it quickly. So <clears throat> I think this is a good thing to just kind of put out there is is. Uh, take the first step. Like if you want to be uh, a politician, well, w- you should probably go ask, hey, mom, would you vote for me? If she says no, then you don't need to be in politics, right? If you can't even get your mom to vote for you. So if you think that's something you're interested in, <laughs> go to the city council meeting and see. If if you want to be a farmer, go find someone local. Like I got a guy down the street. He runs uh, Potpourri Farms. And um, my wife and I had discussed a greenhouse. I'm like, oh, man, you know how bad at gardening I am? Yeah. How about I just go down there? So um, a buddy of mine, Jordan, and I went down there. and uh, He did most of the work. I did some filming and, and washed his hands off. I just didn't know what I was doing. But we did some stuff for him. So I'm getting some gardening experience. It's, it's helping out a guy with the farm. He's um, older. Yeah, whatever. Lose some time. I learned some stuff. You know, and there's always these people, they want to have their garden and they want to expand it to a market garden and they want to yeah. sell to somebody. And then you yeah. tell everybody they have to garden. If everybody gardens, well, let's just be honest, all the, then everybody's going to grow the same stuff because there's things that are tailor made <laughs> right. to your climate. Like I used to grow tomatoes by staring at a tomato in Pennsylvania. That's right. Dude, I can grow tomatoes. You can take a tomato up, throw it at a tree, come back, there's <laughs> a tomato growing up the tree. They do okay here. But it takes a lot more effort. Like I've learned about using aspirin tablets and stuff like that, and I can do it. But in Pennsylvania, we grew peppers. We get some peppers right at the end of the season. It gets cooler climate. It just took all season. Here, you throw a pepper on the ground, peppers. I mean, literally, I've had volunteer peppers every year since my second year on this place. And it's been like that. So everybody's going to grow peppers in Texas and tomatoes in in Pennsylvania. So everybody's doing it. Who's there to sell stuff to? And the answer is no one. Yeah. And this is where I say, like, do the things, find the things that work for you and then network with your neighbors and your community yeah. who are doing the things and then exchange the things or exchange money for the things. That's right. Well, and, and so the part of the gardening that, that frustrates me is, yeah, I can throw a tomato at a tree. The yeah. tomatoes, the seeds that volunteer will yeah. do better than oh, yeah. the ones that I'm trying to garden. I'm like, what? how am I killing everything? It doesn't make any sense. I will do that. my best tomato year last year. Longest tomatoes of the season where they didn't succumb to blight right. in the end of the summer. Tomatoes right up until the first frost. I planted no tomatoes. <laughs> I didn't I, plant any tomatoes last year. I just I just like took all the different cherry tomatoes and smashed them to the ground and mulched over them last fall. Yeah. And like I'll let you live, I'll let you live, <laughs> I'll let you live, and that was it. Yeah. So we we actually put in two swales and uh, or uh uh, the, the bigger one. Anyway, we we put them in thinking I'm going to hugel mulch. I'll put all this stuff in there. And it, it's the best volunteer area I've got. I will take random seed packets, just open them, throw them out there. Stuff goes great. I don't do anything to it. So I guess that's another thing I put in that I just failed on. But eh, you give it a try. See what happens. It, you also um, say that this makes you learn a lot about yourself. And I would yeah. agree with that. What have you in particular learned about Andy McCann? So um, it's no surprise going to Georgia Tech as an engineer, I'm probably an introvert, but I like right. people. I, I mean, who knew? Right. So yeah. I like to do these things if I can bring other people 
to it. And I mean, that's probably the most surprising is that I thought, yeah, usually I'm okay if I'm on my own, just kind of tinkering away. But any of this stuff, I really like to have people around me. So I think the other one that uh, we were just talking about this before the show, calling the herd of uh, or flock of roosters. Yeah. So I, I sort of hunt. So think of a, a nerd with a gun. So I kind of, you know, but um, I don't have a problem processing a deer, but looking at those uh, uh, roosters and knowing yeah. the night before. So basically I'll take them off their, their roosting bar because at yep. night there's still, I yeah. have a live trap because I tried to live trap a coyote, which really think about that. What are you going to do with a coyote once you live trap it? I'm going to let it go. No, I'm going to kill it. So I don't know why I bought the live traps, but I do have them. So I'll take the, the, the rooster and I'll put them in the live trap portion of the, the trap. Yeah. And then the next morning, there's two roosters. I got two of them. So I got two roosters that I'm in a process. And yeah, it just hurts. Yeah. And I, I, it's just a bird, but uh, so that's, that's weird. I, I, I sometimes struggle with empathy and um, it's all right there. So yeah, animals get me. Yeah. Um, I, if you get some asshole roosters, you stop feeling that way. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I really liked Billy Roy Bob, my rooster that you heard for about a year on the air. Every day you hear him, he'd come right up in the window here, look at me and crow, but he was a dick. Yeah. And he would like sneak up behind you and spur you in the back of the legs. And my wife was like, he's got to go. And then when I'm like, well, I'm killing him tomorrow. She's like, now I feel bad. Like a week <laughs> later, she goes, it's so peaceful around here right. now. But now so, we've had the, we've had the rooster population come back up, and I was just telling you I'm going to have to call. I, I it doesn't bother me to do it, but since I keep bantams and there's right. not much yield out of them, it kind of bothers me to kill that animal for such a small yield. Right. But I'm just right now like they got to go because I don't know about you, but the hawks that take out my birds, they don't mess with my ducks hardly at all because I think they're afraid to be on the ground because Dog Maximus is going to eat them. Right. And the roosters are just smarter to because uh, they're always looking. So yeah. they almost none of my roosters get killed. Interesting. So I'm like, if you want to, if you want to take something, take, take the first, like call my roosters for me. I feel better about feeding the hawk a rooster because yeah. you get these two little tiny breast cutlets and two little leg quarters. But you know, if you put six of them in a crock pot together, it's a pretty good meal. So that's probably going to be Sunday night next weekend. So, so, right. What do you do with that meat? So I've tried to feed it to my family and they're like, dad, this is disgusting. I'm like, it's chicken. It tastes just it's like chicken. Heads. When they yeah. tell me they won't eat duck eggs, I know it. So they are tough. So yeah. what I do, I make cocovin, mm-hmm. which, which French translates to cock and wine. And I use red wine and some other seasonings. And I put them in a slow cooker and I slow cook them. And the old roosters are actually perfect for this because it okay. was, it was a, a French, housewife farm farmer's housewife dish yeah and it was made for an old rooster because they have great flavor but they're tough right if you slow cook a chicken from the grocery store you just want to eat baby food because it just gets like fall apart if you slow cook them as long as you you kind of dial in how long i just throw them in a crock pot send them on like medium uh and the red wine in the cocovin like literally they look almost like like super dark purplish dark meat on the outside. Okay. Yeah. But when you cut them open, it's not all the way through and they're just freaking delicious. Oh, you mentioned really your kids wouldn't eat the duck's eggs and the texture thing. If I made scrambled eggs, chicken, duck right next to each other and fed them to somebody that didn't know, they wouldn't be able to tell them apart. 
Man, my kids have got a fine palate. I, I will give you kids <laughs> one thing. If you're making them like over easy or something like that. Yeah. Duck eggs have so much more protein. Oh, yeah. They will get rubbery. So what you have to do is you dial back the temperature mm -hmm. and cook them slower. And that might work with scrambled eggs, too, if you don't tell them. Yeah. Right. Or uh, I, This would be interesting. Cook your chicken eggs. Yep. And cook the duck eggs, right? Okay. Put them both on the table and say, I want you to give the duck eggs one more try before I get rid of them. Here's the duck eggs and here's the chicken eggs. You tell me which one you like better. But switch them. <laughs> yeah, don't even tell them. It's no, a, it's no, no. Why? Why? Tell them. Tell them. These are the duck eggs. Please try them. I made them different this time. I think you'll like them. Yeah. And I guarantee you they'll be like, oh, man, I can't eat those. These are great. <laughs> so I, I do hide them. If I make them pancakes or whatever, yeah. I will duck egg it all the way. But so – Typically, I get rid of the duck eggs by putting them in my smoothie in the morning, but now the coyotes have done me a favor, so they're all going away. So <clears throat> you were talking about the uh, or your wife saying, hey, this guy needs to go. Yeah. So I had a, a chicken with a broken leg. I, I guess okay. he got attacked and he made it. I don't know. Yeah. And um, my family's like, so you're going to take it to the vet? I'm like, yeah. So remember how we talked about these are farm animals and not pets? I don't think you take a chicken to the vet. And so a couple of days go by. No. <laughs> yeah. And they're like. How's the chicken? I'm like, uh, he's fine. <laughs> I didn't tell him I killed him. I'm like, he, he's he's fine now. I mean, what do you do? So that one I felt fine killing. I'm like, I, you can't even walk, buddy. Yeah. If you're like on your side. I don't know what happened to you. It's, it's like he got his bell rung and then he just couldn't stand up anymore. It, it may have been another rooster. They'll get into some pretty rough fights with each other sometimes. Uh, I just had a Rowan Drake and I really didn't want to lose him. He's my only Rowan Drake that I thought I was going to have to put down because one of the uh, male geese, the females rooster brooding now. And one of the male geese just freaking pummeled them. Oh, yeah. And my grandson comes running and said, there's a goose attacking a chicken. I'm like, chase it off. He's like, no, grandma <laughs> said to come get you because he was in the middle of the swale in the water and they couldn't get to him because oh, wow. I don't know a stick was out of their, you know, a chimpanzee right. can use a stick, but they couldn't figure it out. So I go out there and by, by the time I get out there, she goes, this two ladies already dead. Oh my! And he had pulled him up out of the swale onto the mound, and he was on him, just attacking oh, him. Yeah. I mean, he the duck was just like he was dead. Like I went in, grabbed the goose, threw his ass off, and he went walking away doing his goose strut shit. Right. And I look at the duck, and I said, "That duck's not dead. Leave it alone." Yeah. Go out there in about fifteen twenty minutes, and it's like shaking, like in shock, but it's alive. The duck goes, "What do we do?" I'm like, "Leave it alone." Yeah. Don't do anything. He still limps, but he's good. Yeah. So we, we, with the uh, coyote attack, so uh, you know this, uh, weirdly, ducks swarm rather than like spread. Yeah. So they'll like, oh, no, there's something. They'll all get together. And I guess the outside gazelle that's weaker than everybody, he's going to die. Yeah. But yeah. I've seen that like they've been they get attacked and the duck will just lay there like a dead duck. Everything goes away. And you're like, I guess I got to take this guy. You reach down. Oh, man, I about messed myself. It quacks at you you're like okay you're still alive all right i get it you were just playing possum good stuff yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean there's always... a video that went around about a month and a half two months ago of the rooster that killed the freaking hawk in the in oh. people's backyard oh uh, this rooster's badass man i need to put that on one of these live feeds so it's like a backyard and they have like a ring camera set up in the backyard i guess just for the hell of it yeah and uh you see the hawk come in and the rooster alerts and all the hens are running trying to get in the hen house the hawk comes down he almost gets a hen. He goes back up because the rooster comes out and chases him. Right. And all he has to do is leave. Greedy hawk. <laughs> and so he comes back down. So the one hen comes out, chases her around the hen house. And this rooster's like, 
I got this shit. So he goes the other way and cuts him off. And he just spurs the living oh, shit man. out of this hawk. Wow. And when the you see the people come out of the door because they hear what's going on, yep. he's just on this hawk, just freaking <laughs> hammering them. And they're like, the hawk did not survive. And I'm like, yeah. Death Sink? And this was like a big, big Americana rooster. So like I need the, one I need, step away from a fighting rooster, you know? I need roosters like that. I got this one who um, apparently I didn't realize that roosters could get mites on their legs. I'm like, he just does a lot of back squats. His legs are really big. Yeah. Apparently it's loaded up with mites, but oh geez. Uh, so there was a, a hawk eating a hen. I'm like, you couldn't pick a rooster. Great. Thank you. And the, 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 the roosters three times the size of the hawk. And he's over there. Like he leans down sideways and he just starts like stamping his feet. I'm like, I don't know, maybe attack it, do something different. But yeah, they're not, I don't know. They, they, they do do their job. They do alert, but yeah, the dumb one's going to die. So in my place, everybody free ranges. Yeah. So you have, they have to eat kind of sideways with one eye up. <laughs> Otherwise, they don't make it. So I just had my dog, who usually protects the roosters and the chickens, kill a rooster inadvertently, yeah. I think, because his mindset switched when he saw what was going on. So the hawk came in to attack the hen. Yeah. And I got Bantam. So the little Bantam rooster's got no chance. He goes in and hammers the hawk anyway. The yeah. hawk turns on the rooster. My grandson sees all this and comes and gets me. Turns on the rooster and, like, grabs the rooster in its talons. The dog runs out, and instead of getting the hawk, and I'm just going to say that it's not illegal for my dog to kill a hawk. No, not And no, there's yeah. been some dead hawks. I'm just saying, yeah. right? The dog has done it. The dog frisbeed one out of the freaking air, right? Like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but in this case, I think he thought, if anybody's eating that damn thing, it's me. So yeah. instead of grabbing the hawk, he took the rooster away from the hawk and killed yeah. the rooster. And then the hawk's like, oh, hell to the no, takes <laughs> off. So this was actually a learning experience. My grandson and I go, he, 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 he like, the dog has the rooster, but he like, he, like, then he realizes, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not supposed to do this. Right. And I know the boy left and I know what that means. That's coming. <laughs> and he's like, I killed it. I'm probably okay given that I have plausible denial, but if I eat this thing, I'm in deep shit. Yeah. So he's just sitting there looking at it like, I, I don't know. Yeah. And he did it. <laughs> so we processed it and we made that coca in the next day with it. So I processed it with him. Yeah. And then we, we salted it and put it in the refrigerator overnight. And uh, I made coca in and we each ate one half breast and one leg quarter. And yeah. so he got to experience all that. And I think that's like another reason to try this stuff with kids. Oh, yeah. Is to get them to be able to be experienced with this because there's no doubt in that boy's brain now where his food comes from. That's right. No, right? exactly. Even when it's from a store, he knows that somewhere something gave its life so he could eat. So I think a long time ago, there was a maybe there was a hunting bent on the show for a while. Like right now, it's the uh, um, the into the the charcoal. I can't think of it. Yeah, biochar. Biochar, yeah. So I did take my kids hunting, and uh, my older son Evan, he sat out with me for like two hours as like a like a six year old. We saw yeah. nothing, and that's the way it goes. Yeah. And so I take my other son out, Levi, and um, I'm like, we'll just go out there. We're gonna do our thing. You get get involved with this. And I had told him, be quiet, d walk softly, right? Yeah. So we get out of the car. We're walking to uh, where we're gonna sit, and um, he's walking softly. He's learning the lessons. He's like, Dad, this is pretty cool. So he turns to me and he looks at me and he says. Dad, I'm like, no, shh. Also, be quiet, right? Yeah. So I kick all the spine straw away. I put him in a sleeping bag. 
sit down. I had told him, if you see a deer, just point. Don't say anything. So I put him down. I'm trying to load the gun. I'm to get, and he just points. I'm like, no, no, not yet. Wait till you see one. And he looks at me with this, seriously, dude, I know what I'm doing. And he points again. I turn around. There's this deer just looking at us. I'm like, ah, oh, I just ruined you for hunting because I'm going to shoot that thing and we're going to be here less than a minute. <laughs> this yeah. is not the way it works, but yeah. Yeah. So take them with you, get them out there, I, I, let them experience it. And even when you fail, like, Hey, there's a dead bird. So, like, let's learn something about it. Right. So it doesn't have to be, uh, what is it? L- losing is learning. So try and yeah. learn. I think yeah. the other thing that I've learned in this whole thing is, uh, I am okay. Kind of rigging things up and, and, eh, you know, whatever. I just put some stuff together. She who must be obeyed is not okay with, putting things like out there that don't look good. So I just actually painted two of the chicken coops that I bought from a Cherokee feed and seed to match the house. I'm like, you know what? I'm in. If that's what you want, I will do it. And so now we have matching chicken coops. So (laughs) it's, uh, you've got my, my best friend, David, you've got his wife, Mona. She's like, you can do anything you want, but it better be pretty. Yes. And so I, things you didn't know, we were like, Hey, let's try this. You used a trash can to catch water. No. I'm like, uh, yes, that was just temporary. That's exactly what I was going to, I was going to change that. So, um, many times her ideas are better than mine. I was just trying to, you know, a perfect as an enemy of done, just do something and see what happens. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell her like, okay, I'll make it look pretty if it works. Cause if it doesn't work, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to burn it. Yeah. Right. But then what happens with me, I get distracted and I have like three things going at once. Yes. And that's like, I better button one down and make it look pretty. I should show you my list. So she, this conversation came up and she's like, look, there's too many things happening. I'm like, okay, let's force rank them. Which one is the most annoying to you? One or two, right? Which one yeah. is more annoying? Two or three. And we just yeah. kept going till she's like, like the eye doctor, a, or yeah. B. <laughs> and she's like, I need those coops to be painted. I'm like, I will do it. Right. So I, I should have put a timestamp on it too, but I, I forgot that part. But at least I have the order. Yeah, I've got my my grandson has been trying to shirk work, and I figured out what he was doing. Like he gets paid for a certain base level of work, and then he has other work he has to do. He was trying to get fired. <laughs> that was his goal because he hears me talking about firing people all the time. Back when I used to work professionally right. and all, and like I'm like, see, you don't get fired. What you get is the same work plus more work and your pay cut in half. And the next step is it's not a job anymore. It's a chore. He goes, right. well, it's a chore. I said, that's something you do because you're here. You don't get paid for it. Yeah. So you can get fired from paid, but not fired <laughs> from work. Right. So now I got him some electric pruners, and he's out cutting uh, material all the time for me for biochar. Yeah. So I'm function stacking, educating a child to the value of work with the production of biochar, which leads to enhanced soil productivity. Hey, That's, that's, that's lifestyle design from a grandpa. Right? That is. That's how so- that works. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the things that I got from you guys. Uh, just the, the idea of um, habit stacking, function stacking, doing multiple things that make sense. So um, I do work out. I have a gym. But in reality, I don't think anything defeats farm work. So, hey, if you want to have a farm and work out, do that because that's going to like keep you pretty dang healthy. Yeah. So anyway, function stack, put things together. Uh, if I'm going to do a Bitcoin node. I might as well do a lightning node. If I have the embassy server and I don't even know how to really spell Noster, because I think there should be an E in there somewhere, uh, I might as well put a node on there and be a relay. What am I relaying? I have no idea. No idea. And probably nothing yet. (laughs) 
but I'm relaying it. Need to do with your relay. What I did learn today, and this is like I'm talking, you just screw with stuff. Like uh, some guy followed me, and then he freaking uh, zapped me like. It was like 20,000 sats or something like that. Oh, nice. I don't remember exactly, but it was enough to get my attention yeah. for me to go. F- he didn't give me a, a message or anything. Just send me a bunch of sats. So I went and I followed him because I'm going to follow you if you send me 20,000 sure. sats, right? And uh, then I saw he, his his last post was something about adding a relay, and it gave the name of the relay, and he said, you can thank me later. And I'm like, he probably knows what he's doing. Right. Right. If he's slinging sats around like that without me not even knowing who he is. And uh, I asked him, well, how do you do that? And then like five seconds later, I came back, don't bother. I figured it out. And it's like there's a settings thing and you <laughs> see your relays and you just, it says add relay and you just dropped it in. And I had it's not HTTP. It's CWW or something like that, whatever it is yeah. with a slash and stuck it in there. And like, yeah. oh, I have an extra relay now. We'll see what it does. And there's probably something to make that work. Yeah. Right. But I don't know what it is, but I added a relay and it probably speeds up the propagation of my data across other apps is what it does. I don't know yet either. I actually was on Telegram. I don't use Telegram, but everybody seems to. And they're like, just go ask on Telegram. So I went to start nine. I'm like, so what about the Nostra relay? How do I do that? And without saying it, he's like, hey, man, did you actually read the instructions? I'm like, let me go back and reread that. It actually was all in the instructions. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was skipping steps. I was just doing the click, 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 click. And um, it's actually right there in the instructions. It's really not that hard. So, uh, yeah, don't be afraid. I think the other thing, don't be afraid to ask, right? So I don't know what I'm doing in gardening. I, I put a post. Uh, so I have a gym. There's about, I don't know, it's a CrossFit gym, so it's small. So maybe like 100 to 120 members. Threw it out there and said, hey, uh, one, does anyone, try, does anyone want to pay me in Bitcoin? Uh, that would be awesome. And then two, does anyone know how to garden that would like to teach me? And so I got takers on both of them. Okay. And um, yeah, so I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll show you how. <laughs> so it's been pretty fun. Just ask questions, ask somebody, ask someone that's gone before. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, when you got into, at least as you were getting into Bitcoin, you hired Jesse from our audience, Jesse Markowitz, who I've had on the show a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, as a consultant for uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. Why did you do that and how did that play out? Because that's like a great story of like one audience member connecting with another audience member, yeah. doing business through the community. And I didn't have Jack Diddley squat really directly to do with it or know that it happened until I read your guest form this morning again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that's awesome. And this is so I don't know, maybe it comes with age, but I I, I trust I find people that I can trust. They're proven. Right. You can operate businesses the speed of trust. I think they're saying the right thing. Let's try it out. So a lot of the stuff you and your guests say, I'm like, yeah, let me give it a shot. It's pretty much what they say. There, There is no real BS behind it. There's not a gotcha. So. All right. You had him on. I know as a gym owner, man, if anybody, if they come up to me and they're like, <clears throat> I'd like to be fit tomorrow. I'm like, well, one, one, that's probably not going to work, but, but I can put you in class or you can do personal training. You can hire a coach, a mentor. If you want to shortcut the process, find someone who actually spends their life doing it, pay them for it. If, if you're, if you're not willing to pay to shortcut, then don't look for the shortcut. I mean, anybody can do Bitcoin, lose weight, whatever. It's all on the internet, right? You just have to pour through the data. So I, I, I heard about the start nine. They're going to make it uh, windows driven. I'm like, I can do windows. Come on. I can almost do uh, uh, the other the Unix, but not really. And um, he was on your show and um, I was thinking, well, 
I could read everything. I don't really want to mess up. It is actual money, and I don't want to. And I and I wanted to. Well, two things. One, I wanted to promote the idea. Hey, Bitcoin's out there. It's freedom. It's 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 not centralized. Be part of the uh, you know, free the money, free the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But then I also heard. Okay, so you can run a Lightning node, and you can be basically a credit card processor. Not really, but you know what I mean. Yes. I'm yes. like, all right. I have no idea what I'm doing. You know what? Jesse was just on the show. I was just thinking about it. I got on there and said, hey, you were on the show. Can I hire you? It took him like – he immediately replied, yes, give me a moment. And like a month later, he's like, hey, that moment was really long. Sorry about that. And uh, so, yeah, so we met for probably a month and a half, uh, uh, once a week. And we just have a Google Doc, and we just drive through the Google Doc and – um keep doing stuff. Um, I'd say at the beginning, most of it was, let's just actually get it all set up. And then it started becoming some education pieces. And then it became like this last one. Um, oh man, I don't know if you guys have, have you looked at mempool? So for anyone who doesn't do Bitcoin, shame on you. No, just kidding. If it's not, you don't do it, but it's awesome. It's, it's just fascinating. And, um, there's this, so the blocks are literally visually represented in this thing called mempool.space. Yep. And you can see the blocks coming in the blocks that are passed. And um, right now, there's like it usually is not congested. It's like ah, oh, there's it looks eight blocks out. Everybody has eight blocks out. It's just yeah. kind of the, the the grouping. Yeah, it's been a hundred and something plus blocks waiting to go through. People are spending, and usually you'll do a transaction for like, hey, I'll do uh, uh, like a, a two satoshi fee. They're yeah. doing thousands of satoshi fees, and I guess it's because. Silicon Valley. I have no idea why. No, it is. I'll tell you, it's a combination thing. One, there is a, I call it minor institutional money. Yeah. Pouring into Bitcoin right now. They watched this bank failure and they said, yeah, I know they said these people are going to get their capital, but they're not getting their capital now. Yeah. So what the, the, all these Silicon <laughs> Valley entities that had their money in this bank, because this was a billionaire's bank. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. And people like to knock billionaires, but one thing you have to know about that money, that money makes payroll. Oh, yeah. Right? So 95% of the accounts in SLB were over the quarter million dollar insurance. 95% of the accounts. Yeah, I mean, easily. Right? By, by, not by dollar volume, by account volume, by the yeah. number. So it was, a, it was a billionaire's bank. So... They're going to get their money, but they're big enough entities. What they've done in the interim since the Fed said we're going to make it right, and the banks are the Fed, another bank will just say, basically, we'll give you a line of revolving credit against your future backstop, right? Okay. So they keep their businesses running, and the big banks are going to gobble up the little banks. A lot of smaller companies, companies you don't know, have 500 grand in the bank, but they it's always doing this up and down, up and down, because they're making payroll, they're paying for upgrades, whatever. They went, I don't know that this will keep happening. So like Swan over the weekend, yeah. Corey Swan said, we were flat overloaded. Our guys, because yeah. they have that Swan private when you're over a certain amount, mm -hmm. basically his guys were shift work through the weekend onboarding these new entities. Dang. So that's one piece of it. The bigger piece of it is this stupid ordinals thing with like monkey picture shit now on the Bitcoin uh, blockchain. And we'll see what they do about that. So it it's backed up actually and because of you I was buying on Coinbase and then I moved over to Swan and I pulled everything out and then that FTX craziness happened I'm like ah look at that I mean again you're right and it it it, it, 
you don't have to, you, you literally don't have to be an engineer. You can be in just the average person. I mean, anybody can do this yeah. stuff. But, so yeah, so I, I found Jesse and it's been great. And um, he is also, uh, he's either our age or maybe really close to it. Yeah, he's a little younger. <laughs> and um, not much. <laughs> yeah. And he, it's 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 awesome. He he already has done the research, so I don't have to pour through the material and watch. I mean, I do watch videos on it still because yeah. I want to. But when a lot of people guess, like, what should your fee rate be? I mean, I can just literally ask him. He's like, yeah, nobody knows. Just don't worry yeah. about that yet. I'm like, yeah. all right, perfect. Or like, I set up a channel with a guy. So um, on uh, Lightning uh, LN Plus, Lightning Networks Plus, they do liquidity swaps. So basically, you can move, you know, Satoshi's or Sat's different side. Anyway, remote or local. And um, you're like, hey, this guy dropped his channel with me. What does that mean? He's like, you're not big enough to care, so don't care. I'm like, great, okay, yeah. off my plate, right? I'm like, this is beautiful. So it's just like anything. If you want to shortcut the process, ask somebody who's been there before. Okay, there he just said. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't be reading those. He said he's a couple of years older than us, but. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, so Jesse's great. I recommend anybody who's thinking, should I do this? Yeah, he's a real person. He actually knows this stuff. Um, it was actually kind of funny. I paid him in uh, um, uh, on chain, and then he's like, hey, you now that you got everything set up, you want to pay with this guy that you have too much, um, all your liquidity is on your side. Watch how it goes. I'm like, yes, I do. Of course, I want to <laughs> pay you with my own channel. So yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. So now we're kind of in that other phase. Um, I I I have so I have a business here in Woodstock. My next thing for him is maybe we're going to hash it out together, but uh, I would like to propose the idea of Bitcoin Beach to Woodstock. Um, and I've talked to a few of the other business owners I know. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, so do you want to change the world? They're like, no. I'm like, all right, so it's really cool. Is that neat? They're like, no. I'm like, you could drop your credit card fees by a lot. And they're like, I'm in. So yeah. <laughs> that's the approach, right? It is. I'm like, all right, so all of you guys care about uh, your credit card processing fees. And all the other people are going to care about, you know, free the money, free the world, and it's just neat. So, you know, we're making bullet points for that. He's actually writing up some stuff on how to actually maybe put this in. And um, so it went from, uh, you know, I, I'm uh, Darth Vader, so I'm not the master yet, but yeah. I'm, I'm at least not. Uh, You're not a full paddle. You're not a paddle. Yeah, I'm not a paddle on anymore. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know something, and I can be a bit dangerous with it. Yeah. But um, yeah. So anyway, uh. It just, it's just in some ways, it's neat to geek out. I, I am a geek at heart. You can't spell geek without a double E. Here I am. And yeah, um, I think it's something that's going to get easier too. Like we're we're doing it with our own nodes. And yeah. I, I have a voltage node, but I you still have to balance the liquidity and all. Like voltage and other companies like them are going to have this to a point now where like when you're trying to do what you're doing, they're going to be like, well, what do I do? And it's like instead of having this really expensive point of sale bullshit. Right. Like you give this company thirty dollars a month and you start accepting payments. That's it. That's what's good. Or you know, even if it's a hundred bucks mm -hmm. a month, if you're if you're concerned about the credit card fees your business is absorbing, a hundred bucks a month is literally squat. Yeah, like, that's no, like, no, and right. then you're gonna pay one percent instead of freaking three. Right. Done. That's an easy right. sale, and it's getting like they're they're rolling gonna roll out a package. It's like it includes BT Pay Server on your site. It includes like your liquidity kind of sort of taking care of for you. It's right. and so it's going to get easier and easier. But doing it with the pieces parts we have now is is, is the pioneers are the ones that get it done. That's right. Well, and and it's I know this analogy is not going to be great. It's I, uh, I used to sell test sets for a living, and and, and technology analogies are my thing. This may not go well, but um, you have a hen, you have money, 
Okay, so those are two things. The hen will give you an egg. If you put your money in the Lightning Network, it will drop eggs, little Satoshis for you. So it's just living a resilient life, being less supportive on the stuff around you. So anyway, I don't know. I, I, I see they're connected. Um, uh, I know not everybody does, but it is it is pretty interesting. And it's, I don't know, uh, one of the rabbit holes that I went into and um, like chickens, I like it. This one's good for me. So I will continue down this, but I'll give up the ducks and I'll, I mean, everyone should know how to garden. Yeah. And I hate to say it because I just hate gardening, but I'm going to labor of love. I'm going to keep trying to do that one. <laughs> Well, let's, but, let's shift into like nutrition and health because you're CrossFit, you're no sure, yeah. you're no bread. Like the easiest thing to grow is herbs and everybody uses herbs, even carnivores. Yeah. Right? So like you could kind of do that. But let's kind of talk like, so you've been doing CrossFit for 15 years. So yes. by now you should be dead or your arm should be off or something. Right. That's right. So, like, yeah. how are you alive? Yeah. yeah so the, the, it, 15 years you're, ago. You're worse than a CrossFit or you own a CrossFit gym. What's that? I said you're worse than a CrossFit or you have a CrossFit gym. I have a gym. So four of us got together. Actually, three guys got together and they said, hey, we need a fourth because, I don't know, fours work well. So I jumped in with these guys. It's called CrossFit Garage. You can go online uh, and, and see them. Actually, so with that, you keep pushing people to do things like just give it a shot. Try it. So I have been talking about uh, doing a podcast with Health and Fitness. I'm like, whatever, I'll just start it. So I actually have a, a, a podcast because of you, Jack, you jerk, that now I have to build content for. But. I mean, it's stuff that I love. So 15 years ago when we started, um, me and the three other guys, we said, hey, what do you think it's going to look like in 15 years after doing this crazy CrossFit, right? Aren't our joints going to be blown up? And so, I mean, you've seen me move my arms. I guess you haven't seen me stand up, but yeah. So um, it's functional movement. I I would tell like, so let me back that up. I got into it because I was doing these adventure races. It's it's like a triathlon, except it's for the redneck guy. So it's um you get a, 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 a topo map and a compass, and then you run, bike, and canoe through the woods picking up checkpoints. Okay. And, and as a sales guy um, selling uh, T-Birds, I was always out of town. And um, I'd come home, and my wife is like, so really, you're going to go train for these adventure races? How about the adventure of your family? I'm like, oh, that's that's really good. I like that. I should probably pay more attention. So this guy said, hey, you should do CrossFit. It's going to help you be healthy and fit and you can do these races. So here I am 15 years later, still doing CrossFit, still running the races, not putting my time into it. But my peers, uh, like kind of like what you had said, hey, I, you just need to make the change. Do you really want to be this person, right? Yeah. So I've got five guys that I hang out with from Georgia Tech and we always get together. And um, one guy uh, just put his mom into a um, uh, nursing home, not nursing home, uh, assisted living. Mm. I think she had broken her hip. And um there was um, a situation around the restroom where she needed help. And he's like, Andy, I do not want my kids to ever have to, I don't want to put that on my kids. What do I do? I'm like, dude, really the easiest answer is go hire a coach to shortcut the process or just go to a CrossFit gym because you pay for a coach there anyway at a discount and they're going to teach you what you need to do. So he's been doing it for about three months. Um, And now another buddy of mine, he's like, my, I I told him you got to have a sticky. Why, why do you want to do this? He's like, I want to see my 51st birthday. I'm like, dude, that is, are you joking? Are you powerful? What is, um, and so he's like, what do I do? Like, I told him for him, I said, Hey, just get started doing something. 60 seconds of burpees. That's like one of the worst movements you could ever do. It'd be great for you. But <laughs> yeah, just do something, right? If the only thing you do all day is a stuff you do all day, you're in trouble. Well, not if you're a farmer, if you're a farmer, yeah. you're okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was. I, I have, I'm friends with a, uh, a doctor. I can't think of his last name now. His first name's Jacob on Twitter. And uh, guy's in great shape. He's like a year or two older than me, and he's ripped, man. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, you know, you need weights. And I'm like, you know what? Come work here for a week. Right. You won't touch a weight. Dig ditches for a week on a rock farm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got some rocks for you to move, bro. But I think that's the case. Is like you, I think load-bearing work. Yeah. We call it exercise, but let's like if if you want to make it universal, call it what it is. It's load bearing work. When you move a barbell, right. you're doing work. When right. I move a boulder, I'm doing work. And I think the reason that we need kind of the repetitive exercises and the designed exercises is because we live such sedentary lifestyles. Right. So when anybody ever makes a case, we don't need exercise. Our ancestors didn't lift shit and they were jacked. Yes, but they lived natural yeah. lives. Now they were running from the dinosaurs. Yeah. Twenty times a day they were pushing a boulder for no That's reason right. at all is stupid. But yeah. they were doing something laborious daily, right? You know, and it, a lot of it is just simply like contorting your body into like uncomfortable positions. Like the project I'm doing right now, it's not long trenches, but yeah. they're under these arches where you're kind of like oh, this yeah. when you're digging and shit. And like you do that, and you're like, you know, you dig. I, before I did this one, I did a different project. I, I dug like 150 foot of trench, and I was like, "Oh, done!" I go, I did 24 feet of trench in this weird position, and I'm like, "I, I need to take a break," you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's that's the difference between us and our primitive ancestors is they were always doing something physical. Yeah. It was also always different, and one of the things I think makes CrossFit effective is there's so much variance where you get these guys to go to the gym. And they do incline, decline, and flat bench. Right. They curl dumbbells. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe they warm up on a bike or something. And they do the same shit. Right. Or they have, like, arm day and leg day. Okay, but it's still the right. same shit. Every, and yeah. there's not a lot of total body exercise. Maybe they squat. And that that's about as total body exercise as, like, a straight-up weightlifter that doesn't do any kind of aerobic right. is going to do. Um, it's also, for those of you trying to lose weight and you're using weights as part of it, it is probably the number one thing to push your body toward burning fat. I'm not going to say it burns fat directly, but to yeah, push yeah. your body in that direction, to put that much weight bearing. And as far as being older, right, man, men, you benefit from this. Women, you really benefit from this because you can take all the calcium pills you want and drink all the milk you want. And <laughs> right. I'm sorry, osteoporosis is a serious risk for women as they age. But if you want to look at the places where women don't have high incidences of osteoporosis, you'll find places where calcium intake's high, calcium intake's low. But you know what you find mostly? Indigenous societies yeah. that have elevation changes and some sort of daily ritual or work requirement where they're walking up and down elevation. Right. And yeah. you go to where that, like, there's a temple and the women walk up to do a, a prayer every day or something. Or there's Walking farms and they carry buckets. And it's yeah. not that much weight, but it's a load-bearing, full-body thing. That's it. Their instances of osteoporosis go to shit. Yeah. No. So, so everything you're saying is exactly right. And I've seen it over 15 years. And actually, maybe a cool part about being an engineer is I like to dissect it. Like, why is this working? So um, <laughs> you had said uh, – Yes, if you're lifting weights, you're going to, so it's, it's a weird one. Um, ladies will come in and they're typically saying, Hey, I want to lose weight. So we're going to add muscle, which weighs more. Yeah. So we have to adjust it and say, Hey, it's more about 
how do your pants fit or something, right? Yeah. Because sometimes the weight, the scale doesn't change. The scale is just a thing that measures gravity. So if you want to lose weight, go to the moon and weigh yourself. You lost yeah. weight, whatever. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's a different way to look at it. But um, it also, so the other thing I get a lot is it's going to make me bulky. So, I mean, well, except for no, the stain of the sweat pits, I'm not a big guy. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make you bulky. If it did, I would be huge 15 years later. Well, and it, it um, doesn't make – for a woman to put on the kind of muscle tone that we would refer to as bulky takes extraordinary effort. Women that say they don't want to get bulky, you're going to get bulky a different way. Right. No, yes. Right? You, you know what makes you bulky? Ho-hos. Yeah. Twinkies. And ding-dongs. I tell bread. people – if if you if this really made you bulky like that, everyone yeah. would actually want that because everyone would want a shortcut. So you had mentioned earlier, like why do the guys like we were left with the the bodybuilding style of working out? So typically for guys, it was it's it's a it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday program. So it's back by chest and try, l- skip leg day, legs and stomach, right? And then they would repeat that, and that's what we all did. And it wasn't for health or fitness; it was to body sculpt. So. Yeah. Lifting stuff, CrossFit, constantly varied functional movements executed keep at rolling, high intensity. I'll be right back. I got a whining dog, and I want to make yeah. sure it's not hung on something, but just keep rolling. I'll be right back. Yeah, sure. So I'll tell you guys. So you, the, the audience, if you're thinking, what do I do? It's been too late. I mean, I am 50. I talk to a lot of people all the time. It's like, it's too late. I'm too far gone. It is never too late. So the first thing, just like I told my buddy, do 60 seconds of burpees. See how it goes. If you did two, great. Do Try to do three next time, right? Just keep it at 60 seconds. Build a habit out of it. A, an easy way to tell if you're in trouble is if you take your resting heart rate and go look at the numbers, if your resting heart rate is no bueno, then that's an easy one. So you can test yourself. Just put your fingers to your neck, right? Or if you go up a flight of steps and you're out of breath, yeah, mm. you're probably in trouble. So just do something. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. I tell people a lot, like, uh, take the mailbox challenge. Just go to, like, five mailboxes down, then walk back to your house. Tomorrow, go six mailboxes down. Yeah. It's something. It's more than nothing. If you live in Woodstock, yeah, come to the garage. Um, I will help you out. Um, if you can, if you can gather five people, I will give you your own class and teach you your own stuff just on my time. Um, if you need help, man, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, can I throw that out there? If they need help, yeah. if you have my web address. Just hit me. If it's if it's ten minutes or less, which usually most problems are, it starts. The answer usually starts with it depends, and then we drive into exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll give you 10 minutes. I'll help you drive you in the right direction. Yeah. But um, yeah. So just doing something, get your life back. You know, we, it's not a matter of if we're going to die, we're going to die, but what do you want to die of? <laughs> right. Hopefully it's not the diabetes and I just, you know, too bad. Yeah, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the thing that came to my mind there, you're, you're old enough to remember uh, Kenny Rogers uh, the gambler, the best that we can hope for is to die in our sleep. <laughs> and then hopefully it'd be a comfortable, well-dream-filled sleep where your foot's not amputated, right? <laughs> like, you know, you're like 90-something, 101, somewhere in that range. Because there's a point where, like, oh, I'm done. I'm <laughs> out. Yeah. I'm mortal. And then you go to sleep one night and you just don't wake up. Yeah. And that would be the way to go. Most people die pretty miserable deaths today. And you don't want to do that. So you no. had mentioned uh, in another episode uh, something about – the number of dialysis places equaling the number of McDonald's. Yeah, there is a it's dialysis not quite place. that bad, but it's 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 like a new fast food chain. Like, yeah, there's two is. of them between here and Fort Worth. On I got one, one right next to us on one road, one ninety nine Jacksboro Highway. I leave here, 
Yeah. Walk over the main interstate. There's a dialysis clinic. I go about three miles down. There's one on the other side of the road. And of course, they they sell uh, Krispy Kreme donuts too. So well, the company <laughs> behind the most they have over six thousand dialysis clinics in this country. Yeah. One company on six thousand. Can't remember the name, but I covered this. Yeah, they're in partnership with the American Diabetes Association. They publish recipes for diabetics. The AMA, the American Diabetes Association, or the ADA, uh, puts them out and promotes them to diabetics. They include adding sugar. And when you read them, I mean, these are meals that have 50, 60 carbs, some of them. Right. And a lot of our market is this is safe for diabetics. And I guess if you ate like the desserts, if you ate one, then they would be. But, you know, one is this little gumdrop size thing. And what happens is. These people make this shit and they, oh, it's for diabetics. And, that, oh, oh, oh. Right. and then it, it blows their blood sugar through the roof. And this is like one of the most unholy alliances in, 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 in sick and illness care. I refuse to call it health care because it's not. And what you literally have is a company that only makes money from dialysis saying, dear diabetics, we deeply care about your health. Please eat sugar. <laughs> right. And then the, the, the people that are looked at as the guardians of diabetics and the advisors to doctors publishing their sugar recipes under the American Diabetes Association banner, right. endorsing it. And somebody should be under the fucking jail right. over that. I mean, that is that's it's it, that is mass murder and, and mangling. Right. right. Because, you know, where it leads, at least if people start losing fingers, toes, feet. Yeah. I and. Sh- you know, when I talk like this, I always get emails. You're over the top, man. I don't know if you don't get irate at people trusting doctors and established medical unions, because that's what it, the American Diabetes Association is a freaking doctor's union. Right. Trusting the people they think who are giving them advice that will result in them having parts of their body amputated, their kidneys blown up and killing them. If you don't get irate about that, I bet your blood's clotting right now. <laughs> I'm just going to say, right, you trust way too much and you, you yeah. verify way too little. It, it, you're, you're right on that. And, and, and sometimes I get it. There is genetic stuff and you just can't help that. Or sometimes yeah. kinetic impact, you know, car wreck, whatever. Yeah. And you can't help those things. But, I mean, this is kind of into the, the next thing of not eating bread or sugar. But yeah. it's like just drink some water, right? Flush yourself out. You don't have to do anything crazy. It's like walk some mailboxes, drink more water. That's usually the advice I give people. If they're not willing to do that, they probably won't do anything. Don't do anything else. Do the easiest thing or jump, you know, two feet in, join a gym, get a coach, get a mentor. Do something. Yeah. Do something. Take a walk, man. This life is not a dress rehearsal. Man, that's it. That's a good one, too. This life's not a dress. So let's talk about the next thing. Eight years. No bread, no sugar. Probably eating lots of fatty meat, too. Doesn't say that, but I bet you are. Yes. You should also be dead. Yes. So uh, one of our friends is uh, um, in the health profession, and I said, hey, would you do my blood? She's like, I am. Yes, I want to do your blood. I've been watching you eat fat oh, yeah. and butter yeah. by by the spoonful, whatever. And uh, so, yeah, so it was a while ago. She you know, drew blood. We did the whole thing. When I got up to her office, you know, weeks later, whenever it was, she's like, yeah, this is the most boring blood work I've ever seen. So hmm. you pro- the, the, the worst thing is your testosterone is low. I'm like, yeah, I probably knew that because I'm a small guy. But yeah, thank you, wrestling, for uh, uh, cutting weight and uh, probably messing me up a bit. Yeah. But uh, but it mattered so much back in high school. But uh, yeah, so 
I, I tried. So it was kind of funny. It started off with a, a bet. Hey, um, do you think we could not eat sugar for a year? And uh, the answer was not – well, t- to the person I bet with – it was New Year's Eve, and it, so they made it negative three hours. I caught them in the uh, cupboard eating chocolate chips. I'm like, yeah, what? Like, I got to get out of my system. I'm like, nah, that doesn't work. So I made it about a year and a half, but I did it out of a bet, and so um, and then I quit. And uh, I wanted to not eat sugar. I realized to not eat sugar, I needed to stop eating bread because bread's a delivery vehicle for me for sugar. I, I like pancakes. I can't have pancakes without syrup, right? Yeah. And the list goes on. So I just had to give up bread to go with it. Um, and then, uh, so when I, when I got off the wagon, (laughs) did you know, so down here in the South, we got Chick-fil-A. I don't know if they're everywhere else, but Chick-fil-A, you can go through the drive-thru and ask for a, uh, a milkshake and a half dozen warmed up cookies and they'll give it to you. (laughs) And it doesn't matter who's in the car. So I, I went back off the wagon. I was drinking the darkest beer at any lunch I went out to. Yeah. I was, uh, eating milkshakes and cookies and then um i was at they just put in a great wolf lodge uh down in lagrange i took my two youngest there and we're sitting in their their eatery yeah. and i'm like this is disgusting yeah i can't do it i'd rather go hungry so i didn't eat while we were down there trying to figure out what i can do and it's been so here's the thing if it's a bet it's not going to work if you say i can't because i made a bet it's not going to work so it changed from can't to don't i was like you know what I don't eat sugar. I don't eat sugar. I have made the choice. It's just something I don't do. And so, yeah, here we are eight years later. And, um, yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll show this. And it probably would show better if I had a haircut and a beard trim right now. But this is – I'm about to put this up. This is almost embarrassing. This is me right about the time I started TSB. Oh, dang, yeah. I was yeah. featured in a magazine. So this is what eating the standard <laughs> American diet makes you look like. So that's 15 years ago versus what I look like now. And I want to know why the hell Getty Images has a freaking copyright on a picture of me. I guess it's because it was in the Houston Chronicle and the Dallas Morning News. But that's what I used to look like. They're not going to send you a uh, piece of uh, mail saying you owe us for showing that. Yeah, they might. They can go bite my ass. That's me in that picture. It's just like all those uh, IRS guys going after the millionaires. They're not sending you letters, but yeah. Yeah, um, eighty-seven thousand agents to go after the millionaires. I did the or the billionaires. They said yeah, I yeah. did the calculation. Every billionaire would get something like a hundred agents dedicated to them, and even with millionaires, it came out to be something like people with a net worth over a million dollars would each have three IRS agents if that story was true. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah not they're not doing that. No. So I, I used that. to get letters. So when the internet was really just get going, we had this gym. We'd post pictures. I didn't re- I was like, yes, yeah, a picture on the internet. Just throw it on there. And um, yeah, so we get used to get letters all the time. You used our picture back in 19. 19- oh, uh, Getty Images is the worst for that. They run a whole scam on it. I just throw it away and don't worry yeah. about it. Like, well, I, had, right. I didn't do anything. I had one on a website that I built back when I used to sell long distance phone service. That's how long ago it was. And it was some image that I got from some other thing. And they claimed ownership of it. And they said I owed them $3,500. <laughs> I, that's right. Y'all sue me. Go ahead. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't respond with that. I just deleted. The, the, right. They sent me a letter in the mail for it. Yeah. My wife said, "What do you do with it?" I said, "You do what you do with all junk mail. Put that shit in the shredder." Yeah. You throw right. it away. It's it's worms. A, a good part again. An introvert that likes people. So it's weird. Having this gym is great because I get to meet a lot of people, and sometimes they're lawyers, and you could just ask them. 
Hey, so yeah, so get some good advice. Like, hey, uh, it's not it's not on on the clock, but yeah, just throw it away. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. So you actually are you you're doing a podcast now? So I did. So thanks, you know, Jack, you jerk. Yep. So you're like, just do these things, guys. Uh, I'm even trying to claim myself on Fountain FM because of yesterday, and um, I'm, I'm can't do it. I'm this guy's too stupid. I'll figure it out. But there, there's a video that shows you how, and I couldn't make it work. So I'll, I'll Click get it the lightning bolt and say claim the podcast. Yeah, my email's messed up somehow. But uh, yeah, yeah, so I got a um, so we're doing a CrossFit Garage podcast. It's mainly for my members. Yeah. But we talk health and fitness, and um. Uh, you know, trying to help them well, understand what we do and uh, just throw tidbits in there from other, I listen to a lot of podcasts and books. I usually listen on uh, times two speed. So it's funny talking right now. You are much faster talker on my the one five or one, two, five oh, yeah. or something like. So and I just want to share that with them. And um, one of the girls that uh, actually the girl who paid me in Bitcoin. She said, you know, I won't watch your videos, but if you made them a podcast, I would listen because I do chores and listen. I'm like, I do, too. Why didn't yeah. I ever think of that? So now I just kind of put them together, do both. But we go over, you know, it's basically health and fitness. Sometimes I'll throw in there like today or the other day with some gardening tips because uh, uh, Jordan is at the gym and he gardens. So I'm like, guys, you know, learn from him. Ask each other what to do. But, um, yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, it's super small. It's only like three weeks old. But, um, yeah. I mean, thanks you jerk. It's it's fun. I enjoy weirdly as an introvert, I enjoy talking. So, yeah. Well, podcasting's easy for introverts because there's nobody there. <laughs> Just actually, there's good point. I'm listening to my favorite around. person, me. <laughs> yeah. People think that I'm extrovert. I guess I am, but I still don't like big crowds of people like around me. Yeah. I don't even mind big crowds of people that want to talk to me. I don't like, I think it's from the military days. I don't like the disorganized crowd. Like when I go in a grocery store and people are blocking aisles and shit, I want to be like, move your shit out of my way, you retard. Like I do not, and it just, it bugs me that people are just going blindly with no idea or people that walk backwards. Yeah. People that walk backwards without, like just start walking backwards with a cart. I mean, I think Macho Man Savage should just appear from heaven and then just come elbow them in the head. Like, and if that happened a few times, people would stop doing it or they need uh, the thing like an ambulance or a van has or like a beep, beep that lets you know. Or the people like you're walking in a crowded store or something and somebody's walking and instead of kind of coming to a stop or uh, kind of moving to the side like you would in a car they just abruptly stop yeah it's like what is and so i don't like crowds and people think that's crazy but i I really don't i think crowds are okay if they're orderly so uh, my wife's british when we go to england it's crowded and they they'll stand in line for no reason and i'm like this is great but yeah i'm with you i don't mind a crowd but if they're if it's chaos my engineer mind is immediately trying to solve stuff. Like, you know, if everyone went, I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't say anything. It took me to like 45 going to thousands of soccer games with my kids to realize why would I say something to that, that kid's mom about being wrong about the rules or whatever. What am I doing? Just be quiet. But I I really like to help or fix. I'm like, don't fix that. That's not your family. Just walk away. You know, like if you go to the, the military grocery store, the PX, right? Yeah. So half people in there are soldiers, so they know what to do. And the other half are, are uh, spouses. 
And it doesn't matter that they don't know what to do. It's it's a military facility, and somebody will go and tell them they're freaking going to do it or they're going to leave. So, like, when the line starts backing up from the the, uh, the checkout counter yeah. and people can't come laterally across, they're like, move back into the thing. And if anybody gives them any guts, they're like, do you want to leave? Because you're going to leave. Right. So, real quick, everybody gets trained. Exactly that, yeah. And then so then you get out of the military and you go to a regular grocery store and there's just people doing whatever they want. It's chaos. Yeah. Like, and you're like, this is stupid. Y'all need to figure this out. Not really very anarchist of me, I guess. But like, yeah, well, I think anarchy's not no rules. It's right. <laughs> and, and, and I think uh, th- there's a beauty in order. Yeah. I, I, it, um, there's also courtesy. You know you're blocking people. Get out of the way. Maybe that's it. So I tell my kids, we go to the, I make them, we have any list. I make them go to the grocery store when they can drive. I'm like, you're going to be part of this family. I said, just remember, you can tell a lot about a person who doesn't put their cart away. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's push- my anarchy theory. If you can handle the grocery cart, you can be an anarchist. Yeah. If you can't handle putting the grocery cart away, you're a savage. You need to be voted off the island. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no reason to do it. Other than it's the right thing to do. Right. There's no law. You're not going to get a ticket. Right. You're not going to get arrested. Right. You know, nobody's going to jump out from behind a trash can and beat you up. Macho, macho man's not coming down on you. <laughs> you can leave your grocery cart anywhere you want. But civilized people either put it in the return yep. or if there isn't one because the store's stupid. They, you know, you put the front end up over a, uh, uh, a parking curb or something. Right, right. You do something so it won't roll away and smash somebody's vehicle. Right. And if you won't do that, you're not qualified to live in Jackistan. <laughs> you're not. You either get voted off the island, or if you won't leave, you get put in a biochar barrel. <laughs> a biochar barrel. Nice. And then you'll you'll do something useful to society. Yeah. You will yeah, provide yeah. fertility. We'll use well your bone char, so we'll use you for deer repellent. <laughs> Another use. It's just just function stacking. That's it. Yep. Yep. That's all. Like, yeah. And people think I'm kidding. No, I'm not kidding. People have been around a while. Like, he's not kidding, man. He's not kidding. Anyway, dude, uh, your podcast is cool. Uh, I've got your podcast, your YouTube channel. Sure. Uh, yeah. Your Instagram, your Facebook, all of that's in the audio notes that will be available about one after after this one hour after this live stream ends. A couple people asked about giving you a couple zaps on uh, Noster. And apparently in the live stream, you can't cut and paste. I even threw your pub key there, but it's in the show notes. So if you want to say, hey, man, that was a great thing and throw a little sats uh, at Andy here, you can do that. Just get on over to uh, to the, the audio notes after this is over, and we will we'll make sure that you can do that because uh, you can cut and paste from my blog. And, dude, this has been a great discussion. I think people really enjoyed it, too. We didn't really have a, a direct agenda, and I think that actually made this really fun. Yeah, that was great. All right, folks, with that done, I just want to real quick wrap things up and let you know about something. Um, Paul Wheaton has been working really hard on delivering this latest Kickstarter, and it's already almost 3 x I think it's a, a, a buck or two there from 3 xing the goal. This is going to be an awesome Kickstarter. You want to get your hands on this. You want to back this. There is a ton of early bird stuff that you get for backing it for just a dollar. All of the stuff you see right here if you're watching it, but it's a ton of cool stuff. Yeah, that's a buck. That's cool. That gets you in the door. That's Paul being smart as a marketer. But this thing is going to be one of the best pieces of information that Paul has ever uh, put out. I've already backed this myself. 
the low tech lab movie, which is basically all the stuff he's done at the permaculture jamboree up at his place in Montana. There are so many skills, homesteading, woodland craft, making your own hot tubs, kilns, forges, textiles, bees, uh, forged clay pottery, mycelium. You get, it just keeps going. And, you know, you can back it for not very much and get like, all the really great stuff. You can see I backed it at a hundred bucks. I might raise my, uh, my rating there in a little bit, but you can at least get all the HD streaming stuff available for 15 bucks. This is information you're going to want. This is going to help you build your skill set. I love Paul. I love what he does. He's a crazy giant Yeti from Montana. This, this Kickstarter has been running for less than 24 hours. The goal to make it happen was eleven thousand bucks. It's at thirty-two thousand dollars, thirty-two grand in less than twenty-four hours. That tells you there's excitement about this. You're going to want to be part of it. Uh, you're going to want to say that you had something to do with this information being made. He had all of this stuff documented. All the money in production of something like this is in editing. That's where all the time and all the cost and the expense comes from. If you've ever done video editing, you know what I'm talking about. So really consider getting involved with this one. You know, back it for a buck, take a look at all the freebies, throw 15, 20, 30, 40 bucks. I'll look at the different levels that you can participate at, figure out what's right for you and back this one because Paul's a good dude. And uh, do use the link on my website or in the show notes today or right down there in the video notes. So I get my little riff for referring the information. I would appreciate that. The other thing, you like the show, you want to support it, you know, you can do Zappos on Noster, you can... Support us on Fountain.fm. Real easy, though. You're going to shop online sometime in the next week or two. Go to tspaz.com before you shop online and start there. No matter what you buy, you'll help support me. Or consider joining the member support brigade. You do that, you get discounts, you get your money back. Everybody wins. And I need to touch base with Mile High Distilling because I'm supposed to be bringing them on this week and I haven't gotten their blurb and their discount code yet, but that's going to be a new great add to the MSB. Tomorrow I'll be back Thursday. That means it's just me. I think I'm going to be doing kind of another listener feedback. There's a lot to talk about with what's going on. Uh, the bank failures, there's no contagion, yet they had to stop trading on banks in Europe overnight because their stocks were just falling through the floor, and nobody knows why. We're just not sure what's wrong. Credit Suisse, one of the gold standards of finance in the world. I told you they had problems six months ago. Everybody told me I didn't know what I was talking about. Really deep shit now. Um, there's a lot to talk about. So tune in tomorrow. We'll talk about all that. And, of course, what you can do about it in your own backyard like I did with Andy today. With that, has been Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. Are they going to bail you out just run you around? You should have a house the American way. A dollar down, a dollar a month, and you never have to pay. There's a better way to do this. Let me show you a better way.
revolution. 